What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Melodic, and you're listening to STP Radio. Nothing you hear on this show is financial advice. Valuable time on our on our side here. Well, we don't have it on our side here, so I'm going to cut that a little short, but that was a vibe. I was enjoying that. I hope you all liked that. That was from Flourish, our famous up-and-coming all-star, so we're super excited to have Flourish here. Of course, my, my partner in crime, NFT God, obviously, attending his own after party. He loved to see that. We're super honored to have him here. So that's that's a great thing to see. We got some great people back from the original space that was just moments ago. Big shout out to Tamara Speaker. I'm um, loving what she's doing. Definitely check out her profile. She's on that video grind. And uh, so this is the after party. We're just going to vibe out and uh, hear feedback from everyone, what they thought, what they're thinking. And maybe even um, it's a more alpha from our boy NFT God. Um, Flourish, anything you want to add? I know you had your hand up there for a while. I don't know if we can use this as an opportunity to, to say what you wanted to say. No, yeah, man, it's all good. I actually, uh, I had it up and towards the end right there, I was really hoping I'd get called on so I could just throw it to my boy Shiv, but he got picked anyway. So huge comeback arc for Shiv right there. So shout out to him. Super hyped to be in this uh, after party space. And uh, yeah, I'm ready to hop into it. Yeah, well, we have a few hands up. I, uh, Lone Wolf, you never got your chance to speak, so... What's going on, Lone Wolf? Hey, hey, can you guys hear me? Loud and clear, baby, let's go. Yes, yes, let's go. Um, shout out to the 1%. Glad to have you guys here. Um, literally just, I think it was a few days ago before I signed up to NFT's God uh, newsletter. And I didn't know there was a paid subscription to it. And yeah, I think it's one of the best decisions I've made um, the past two weeks. So I'm looking forward to the growth. And yeah, I just want to say thank you to you guys for being here and just making this shit like exciting. You know, I've been in the web free space for one and a half years now. Um, you know, I'm an OG llama, if you guys know Llamaverse. Um, so being around, seen a lot, it's been a fucking roller coaster to be honest. But I'm looking forward to actually making like substance and proper content. Um, one question I did have, one thing I did want to bring up is about consistency. So obviously we're all trying to make content, we're all trying to build a brand, we're all trying to build a community for ourselves. But with regards to consistency, one thing that I'm having kind of trouble with, and I have been having a lot of trouble with, but mm-hmm. I feel like when we create content um, and we don't see any engagement and we don't see any, you know, anyone sort of engaging with what we're doing, we stop making content and we kind of give up. So what I want to ask you guys, I think, I mean, Chris and Flourish, you guys are doing amazing, by the way, with your branding. And obviously, NFT God, you know, thanks for all the inspiration you've given me um, to start out this journey again. But what advice would you guys give with regards to consistency? Um, and yeah, and, and, and like, what would you say? Obviously, creating proper quality content is important. But what do you do when you create good content and you don't see any engagement? Like, what is the answer to all of that? Sorry, it's quite long, but yeah, thanks for hearing me out. No, I, uh, sorry to jump in and, and talk real quick. I, it's something I, I've talked about a lot. It's not all about consistency. Um, a lot. That's like kind of the, the trope of Web3 is all about consistency. It really isn't. It's, it's all about being honest with yourself. And so I, for, 
you know, I started tweeting a year ago on December 31st, 2021. And it took me six months to get to 5,000 followers. You know, I, I written two threads a week, every single week. There was, there was a time period, I think like March and April last year, where I was writing like five threads a week. I was doing like a recap of Web3 every single day. And I was getting like max, like 20 likes a thread. And so it isn't all about consistency. It's all about being honest with yourself around what is and isn't working, right? So every time you put out content, whether it's a tweet, whatever it is, like you gotta go back, see how it performed, see how it felt to put out and be honest with yourself around if it was working or not, right? Like if you truly believe it was working and like, you know, the people just aren't seeing it, then keep going with it. But you got to look at the data. And if you aren't getting engagement, then maybe it's time to try to pivot, whether it's different subjects, different writing styles, different formatting, whatever it is, you might need to try different things. And for me, I kept pivoting and pivoting and pivoting. And then come June, you know, I shifted my threads more to kind of essay style, how to do things, how to take action. I just, I'd made them more actionable. And then boom, literally overnight, I went from 5,000 followers to 15,000 followers because of one thread that like absolutely slapped. It was like my first like actionable thread. And I've been doing that literally ever since. Like that's just been my strategy. And I've been leaning into it as hard as possible ever since. Um, so to recap that very long response, uh, you know, be consistent, but be honest, look at data, see what's working, what isn't, make micro pivots. And then once you found your voice and you find what's working, then, then lean in as hard as you can. It, it took me six months to get any sort of traction whatsoever. Uh, so you, you just got to be honest with yourself. Love that take. NFT God always coming with the absolute alpha. And the one quick point, and I'm nobody, so don't listen to me. But my point would be is ask yourself why you're making this content. That is the number one thing that I had asked myself. Because... Um, like, why do you like a lot of people say they want 100k followers? And the better question is, why do I want 100k followers? Like, what do I think that will get me? And what value do I want to add to the market? Because you might not need 100k followers, like 5,000 followers who will engage, in my opinion, is a lot more valuable than 100,000 followers who do absolutely nothing for you. I have no sweet clue what order these hands went up. But I know that Web3 has been in this, in, you know, with this hand up the whole time. So we'll throw to you. NZ Web yeah, 3. What's good? Oh, what's good? Hey, I'm enjoying the after party, man. And I really want to um, thank you for giving me an opportunity to speak in the original space and glad to be here. I um, totally agree with NFT God says and always Alpha. Um, there's a few points which I wanted to touch upon and I really wanted to seek a bit of feedback from all of you. Is Twitter spaces are still a little underrated. And the reason I say that is. We've seen a lot of content creators like Thread Riders, like Flourish has been smashing it out. And I'm in his DMs. He's been helping me out. And I'm sending him a little bit of my threads. And he's giving me feedback, which is much appreciated. But this is how I see it. Um, I think it's important now, if you are a Thread Writer, you should start hosting your own spaces, which Flourish has started doing it already. That way, you can actually speak what you're writing through your thread. And the emotion, the feel, the mindset, what was going in your mind when you were writing it, you actually talking about it to your audience. So people who are connect with you in the likes and the comments and the retweets, they will start joining you. And that's where you can actually start building a real community and talking to them. And the other thing I wanted to mention is, um, this is more regarding monetizing yourself. 
And as um, Champ, um, he mentioned in his first Twitter space, LF Grow ones, that um, sponsorships are a good way to monetize yourself. And that would be a good way for thread writers to sort of um, build a income stream. This is just my third sense. Um, what's your guys' um, thoughts on it? Well, that's a that's a great point. That if I'm if I'm being honest, I have not put a lot of thought into that. I, if someone maybe throw up, um, what's an emoji they can throw out here? NFT God, take it. Yeah. So I started monetizing my content three weeks ago. So I spent the last year just building an audience, just giving as much value away as possible for free. Right. I, I had my newsletter, which was completely free. You know, I do my threads, and then. Three weeks ago, I decided um, because Substack actually reached out to me and was like, what the hell are you doing? You could be making money, like create like a premium tier. Um, so, all right, maybe I'll experiment with this. Uh, and I started the, the, the premium tier of my Substack. And like I always wanted to eventually build a community. Um, but after Substack reached out to me, I'm like, OK, maybe it's time to actually execute on this vision. And I, I created the premium tier. And it's, it's always a delicate balance being like a content creator and monetizing, right? Like if you start gating content, that's less content that's going to get out there to build your audience. And so what I decided to do was I changing nothing. Like I'm doing the exact same threads. I'm doing the exact same weekly newsletter for free. I'm just adding on bonus content to it and opened up a community, which a lot of the people here were, were really nice to join and be a part of Chris flourish. Uh, a lot of other people in here, lone wolf. Thank you so much for joining and supporting. Uh, and it's been incredible. Um, so there's ways to do it. You need to be careful. There's, there's right ways to do it, which I think help your brand. And for me, I think it's helped the brand because I've been able to build a community, been able to get closer with a lot of people here. Uh, and there's ways it can hurt your brand, such as if you're like shilling, you know, shady companies or doing undisclosed chilling, things like that. It's really careful. I mean, it's really, it's really delicate. You want to be careful how you do it. Um, you want to do what is kind of acceptable from your audience so you don't alienate anyone. And then for the people who, you know, maybe your audience isn't as big, uh, make sure you start preparing now for it. Like just build your audience, determine what you, you want your brand to be. Think about how you want to eventually monetize. And just start moving in that direction so that when it's time, you, you know, you can flip a switch and, and get it going. So that was kind of my thought process after a year of, you know, not monetizing, not making a cent um, and now kind of flipping the switch. Um, that's my answer. And if anyone else wants to jump in and flourish, I know you have your hand up. No, I actually wanted to quickly answer. I think it was like the first question that uh, that was like brought up is that um, like growing the Twitter and not seeing results really at the start. So again, I am, you know, up here with NFT God, dude is absolutely huge. He's crushing it, obviously, as I'm sure you're aware. So again, like take this with a grain of salt, because this is from, you know, somebody who gets, you know, maybe like 60 likes per post. But again, if that's something you want to achieve, you obviously have to hit that before you hit the next step to get to like the NFT God level. So I just wanted to say to that point, if you have a long term goal and your drive is results based, the odds of failing are pretty damn high. I'm just going to say that. Um, unless you celebrate the small wins. And that's the point I wanted to actually point out. So if you want like a practical tip to, to actually grow, I think being a reply guy, I absolutely love, like I sit for like probably two hours a day. It's a, it's a sad life, but it's a fun life to just be a reply guy. But um, in terms of just like the mindset of it, like a long-term goal, um, 
if it's driven by results, again, unless you celebrate those small wins. So right now I average like, I guess like 40 likes per post. Again, that is not like, like I have to appreciate that more, right? Because I know there are people who look to my account and they say, damn, I wish I got 40 likes per post. So it's easy for me to look at that and just be like, oh, that's what I usually get. When in reality, that's something that I should, should appreciate. So Anytime you get, you know, a reply, a like, any of this stuff, I just think it's so important when you're in this for the long term, like to answer that question, this long term growth, like how do you deal with the no engagement? Once you start to build some of that, do not like just get used to it because I already feel like I'm there and I'm like not even appreciating where I'm at. And I think that's uh, an important note. No, that's a great point. And actually it makes me, it, there's, it's all about perspective is really what it comes down to. Because an interesting thing is like with your engagement, when, you know, to me, when I'm receiving numbers in that range, I'm really happy. I'm like, oh, this is great. This is so much better than what I've been because it's all about progress. But at the same time, you don't want to become complacent and not learn and push yourself and get better and, and bring that to the next level. So it's like this delicate balance that you got to kind of walk on. And Flores, I, I wanted to interrupt you so bad when you said the reply guy thing, because you bring reply guy into literally a new level. I think NFT guys should go look at your replies because it's actually insane. You literally write tweets, full posts on people's replies. That's the next level. So you've brought the reply guy game to a whole other thing. I can't believe the amount of time you must sit there and reply. I'm pretty envious. The worst part about being your co-host is you're an upcoming all-star. Everybody loves you. And I'm like 31 and don't know what a sappy seal is. So I'm uh, I'm on the lose end of the, on this deal for sure. Um, there's there's a lot of hands here, so and I do know what sappy seals are by the way, but I just thought it was a funny comment. But anyway, um, there's a lot of hands here, a lot of things I want to get to. But real quick, it's NFT God, and he's got this newsletter, and it's uh, incredible. But my thing is, he's the NFT God without any NFTs. So my question is, is there any? And hey, I don't want to put you on the spot here. You can just say no comment. But is there any plans in the next? Five years. Let's put a ridiculous time frame on it um, for something in that kind of realm. Oh, for sure. Um, so I'm not going to do it the way that everyone else is doing it. Like I'm a content creator and I don't believe the NFT revenue model is ideal for every single type of business. And as pure content creators, I don't think it's the best type of business model. Right. Like I think I, you know, I try to make my content as high value as possible. Uh, you know, I, I spend a lot of hours every week pumping out newsletters and just making them as high quality as I can. I don't want the price of an NFT to impact the way people perceive me. Right. Like at the end of the day, NFTs are, are financial instruments. And if I put out an NFT and people buy it up for like one ETH and then it crashes down to point one ETH, people are going to hate me. Like, right, like I can put out like the greatest newsletter of all time. The people who bought it one ETH are going to be angry at me and it's going to change my branding and the way they perceive me. So I don't believe that business model works for me. The like creating like a 10,000 collection and then selling it and giving it out and all that. But and this is my first time um, speaking about this in public. I do believe there are other ways to use NFTs, uh, you know, not specifically as a business model, but as a way to build a community. And so what the preliminary plan is right now is sometime later this year, uh, having like a creators club collection where people in my community, you know, I'll run like 
sort of like what we're doing with LF Grow, like content creation competitions. So maybe in my newsletter, I will have like, I'll explain how to make like a really good thread. And I'll say, okay, whoever makes the best thread using these instructions I gave out, I'm going to reward an NFT to and like, I'll have an NFT God creators club collection. And one, you know, one day a week, every week, I'll give out one of those NFTs to whoever made the best piece of content. And so in that way, it's less of a financial instrument in which people are going to hate me when the price goes down, when I have absolutely no control over what the price of an NFT is. Uh, and instead, it's more of a reward for being you know, active in the community, um, which I think is a lot more beneficial to me. And I think it's a lot more beneficial to everyone because it's not an instrument to be gambled. It's instead an instrument to be earned. Um, so that's what I'm thinking. Uh, that's how I'm kind of approaching it. I'd love your feedback actually, you know, to see what you think of that. This is my first time, uh, speaking it into existence. No, I think that's a great idea. I think we're going to start calling you NFT dad, because that was some seriously responsible, uh, shit that just happened there. And I really respect that. We've got, I've definitely got a few hands. I want to, I don't want to hog the mic. So I'll let other people comment on that. We'll, we'll go to Shiv and then we'll hit Tamara. Hey, hey, what's up, guys? Um, I just actually wanted to touch on about what uh, Lone Wolf was talking about. And, you know, everyone in this space, you know, talks about consistency, right? But consistency is just one part of the formula. You know, one thing that's, you know, true, right? Data doesn't lie. So when you're creating content, when you're posting almost on a daily, you don't want to think about the algorithm, right? So I got this from NFT God's uh, space last week. You want to think about what does your audience want, right? Who are you addressing this post towards, right? And you you got to think, right? If if you saw this content, would it captivate your attention? If it doesn't, you need to reevaluate how you're posting and go from there. You know, when you're posting content and you're starting off, you're not going to get the numbers like you would want it to be, right? That's where consistency comes in because you've got to build that platform over time. But then you've got to analyze the data. Now, Twitter has an amazing Create Studio analytics uh, page. So you should definitely check that out because the data is insane. You see all the impressions and you see how many people actually engage with your tweet. So using that knowledge paired with consistency is how you will actually end up growing. Also, you know, the playbook for 2023 is these Twitter spaces that you're in right now. If like, if you're listening in, you're a speaker, you're in the crowd, retweet this space. You know, opportunities like this, where you're able to talk to incredible speakers on this panel, it's going to get quite tough, you know, as time goes by. So use this opportunity to your leverage. That's what I wanted to say, because, you know, ever since I've connected with like Chris, Flourish, NZW, um, sorry, NZ Web3, everyone on this um, panel, right? Uh, we talk behind the scenes, we help each other grow, and that's just another way to, you know, push yourself in the space. So that's what I wanted to say. We love to hear that. And I really like the point you brought up about Twitter analytics because there's something in there called profile clicks. Impressions are one thing, profile clicks are completely other. I made a comment on uh, the Watcher Guru or whatever it is, and it got like, like, a ridiculous amount of impressions and then i made another thoughtful comment on nft god's post that got like 10 likes but it had like 40 profile visits so that kind of goes back to the pro reply guy method and, and how valuable that can be in that twitter analytics tool i never would have known that without going there and kind of doing some digging so i really like to look at profile clicks more than uh, 
impressions because it means that like they care enough to go click and then once they get to your profile they better be relaying your message very clearly about what you represent because if you do that well they're going to hit you with a follow and you just added a new member to your tribe so this is the thesis i've been working on over the past two months and that's why i know for sure flourish is going to do extremely well because he's he's dominating that game his his conversion is probably extremely high i'd actually be curious to see that tamara what's going on Hey guys, Chris, NFT guys, Flourish. Thank you so much for making this happen. I love to see it. Um, I just wanted to hop on real quick before I go back to bed and <laughs> say that, you know, I wanted to add on to what Flourish said. I think it's so important to really allow yourself to celebrate the small victories and to remember that you're making progress. Um, I'm, this is advice for myself as well, because I'm having a hard time with that. Cause I keep, I find myself like keep moving the goalposts. Like if I get, uh, this many likes, then I can be happy and then I can be proud of myself. Or if I get this many followers, then I, you know, you know what I mean? Um, so I think it's just really important to allow yourself to remember that you're making progress. You're here, you're doing your best all the time and uh, i think that just creates like a healthy mindset that you can then bring into the the drive to keep improving i hope that makes sense i'm still learning english here <laughs> but yeah i appreciate you guys appreciate you guys super much and um shout out to the one percent club if you guys aren't in it please look into it it's super valuable and i love this community thank you guys so Tomorrow, much did you say you're learning english did you just say that yeah, <laughs> like, I, I would not have suspected that for like a millisecond. You, you, you sound excellent. You're an excellent. You're not only like an excellent public speaker. You're like an excellent like English public speaker. So uh, props to you on that. Um, second of all, uh, I, I, I love what you said kind of about mental balance and not being too hard on yourself. Uh, I talked about in the LF growth space a second ago. Uh, about a book I'm reading called Mindset. And it's like just about growth mindset versus fixed mindset. And people with growth mindset, when they hit failure, hit roadblocks, it isn't like, woe is me, damn, that stinks, uh, you know, getting down on yourself. It's, okay, what do I learn from this? You know, what lessons can I take away from me putting out this thread and only getting one like? You know, what lessons can I take away by putting out this tweet and no one like looks at it? It's, it's very easy and I still am a victim of it sometimes where I'll put out a tweet and it doesn't perform how I was expecting. And it, it, you know, it impacts me like, damn, people really didn't like that. And I, you know, I kind of let it impact me. You know, really don't let it impact you. Always try to take every lesson you can out of every mistake or failure you have and, and use it to make yourself better and use it to learn lessons and to make micro pivots, micro changes that bring you closer to your goals. Like I, I've told this story a hundred times now, uh, you know, I, I am uh, kind of a jokester in real life. Like I'm kind of a troll, you know, I, I never really do that on Twitter. And uh, a couple months ago, I like quote tweeted one of Biden's, like he put out a thread. It was the first time I ever seen him put out a thread. I'm like, Hey, if you ever need help writing threads, let me know. You know, uh, it wasn't political or anything at all. It was just kind of a joke. And uh, it was like my worst performing tweet of like the last six months. Like it got like 200 likes 
Um, and it, it was just like by far the worst. And I don't think people really got it. And you know, I could have let have it let me get down, but I learned my lesson. People don't want the funny stuff from NFT God. Maybe I'm not as funny as I think I am. And so I'm sticking to my branding, uh, sticking more to what people want and just making that micro pivot and moving away from things that don't work and towards things that do work. So, um, First of all, and also to add on there, really appreciate you joining the 1% Club, Tamara. Thank you for that shout out. Uh, I couldn't be more honored that you guys are getting value out of it. Uh, seriously, it's, it's, it's amazing. So thank you. Uh, I just rambled on there. Uh, so if one of my other co-hosts here want to take it away from me, that'd be great. One thing I wanted to say real quick for Tamara, we got to give her some roses. She set an alarm to get up, to listen to LF Grow Space, which is dedication. Not a lot of people would do that. So that is like some serious growth mindset shit. And the next thing is she stayed just to give us some great advice in this space. So I really appreciate that and I respect that. And one thing I wanted to add real quick to what NFT God said about some posts that get you down and don't perform, and this is good for everybody, is there's a, like even um, Vayner Media has said that sometimes they'll post the same video multiple multiple times and maybe the first four times it does not perform but then on the fifth or sixth for whatever reason it hits and the algorithm sends it out and it performs extremely well so just because your post didn't do well the first time and like i'm not saying delete your post and reposting it i'm just saying that there's a potential that if you would have posted at a different time it might have been a lot better so don't don't get down on yourself sometimes it could just be the timing of your post uh so let's get to um we'll get the patrick and then we'll go to hide Yo, 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 what's up? Um, I just wanted to say something on what Tamara said. And I actually just want to say this real quick, even though she's gone. When she said that, that she was learning English, I threw up like a laughing emoji because I thought she just said a word wrong or something. But like, I don't know, her English is probably already far better than mine. And I grew up with English my whole life. So, um, uh, But I wanted to touch on her saying goal setting and setting small goals. And I think that's such a great thing. And I brought this up in Chris's space yesterday too, but now there's more people here. I might want to bring it up again. It's a huge part more uh, committing on activities than it is goals, committing on what you do. Cause especially things with, I said this again, last space, but things about um, like going to the gym, you should probably more commit to just doing that activity rather than the goal. Cause you're not going to see, you might see results at the start, but then you're going to slow down. You're not going to see it as much. And I think even just checking off small goals, and I hear this a lot from big people who have made in life, they say like, because when you go around and ask uh, just like, you know, kids or, you know, just regular teenagers or people who want to be rich, they'll say, I want to make a million in my life. They'll say, I want to make uh, like half a million in my life. And I think that's such like that, though that even that, that might not seem like obviously Elon Musk level rich, but it seems like it steals a lot of money and you should, and you hear these people saying, um, these successful people saying, just commit to small goals, commit to 5k a month, commit to 10k a month. And as you check off those goals, then you can get closer to, you know, your final goal that you wanted to attain one day. And I just think just small goals are such a good thing to set because they're, they're such an attainable thing, especially when you commit to the activities. And sometimes when you just stop focusing on the goal, it just comes to you because you're doing that activity. You're doing what, what um, can push you towards that goal. And then you, you know, you keep doing that and you can finally attain, you know, like your dream goal you had one day. No, I really resonate with that. And that's something I'm implementing. I keep kind of coming back to it, but setting small goals because nothing feels better than crossing off that, that checkbox, you know, like, like I did that thing. I told myself I would do check, check, 
check. That's the kind of stuff that's going to keep you going rather than making that big. Like you want that big and amb- ambitious goal. You need that in your life. And I really encourage you to think bigger than what you even think is possible. That's one thing I'm, I'm just reading about in Dave Godin's latest book. But you definitely need those small goals every day that kind of keep you motivated, make you feel like you're making progress. Um, we've got, hi, I exist in the audience. What's going on? He's a decentralized filmmaker. Let's go. What's going on, buddy? What's up, man? How are you? I'm great. Um, yeah, I just wanted to, to jump uh, for a little bit. I was in the LSJ Grow uh, space. I've been going almost every week. And um, yeah, I just wanted to say real quick, first of all, to Alex, to NFT God. Um, I think I heard you for the first time a couple months ago in uh, CPG uh, spaces, I believe, or with uh, Mikey, I think. And I got so inspired by you. I just wanted to say that real quick because... Um, you know, you, you spoke about all how it's about the process, um, you know, like about the journey. Um, also, quick note, forgive me, as Tamara, I'm not excellent uh, in English. I'm, not, I'm from Mexico City, so it's, it's not super neat. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to comment and ask you something real quick. And, and it's like, uh, for me, it has actually been the other way around, right? So uh, I guess I started off like with a lot of engagement, right? Like with something that was like, um, kind of, you know, noticed by a lot of people in the space, and suddenly that engagement that that you know was like hyped up for for you know like a couple of weeks um, because of me trying to make things so perfect, right? Uh, to achieve like everything so perfectly well done uh, with things that I believed were so important, you know, I, I lost this engagement, and so I just wanted to ask, uh, you know, and also uh, get your guys' opinion. On how do you deal with this? Because it's actually like for me, it's so much harder, you know, to come from um, that, uh, from from that moment of you know, like feeling very hyped, very motivated to you know, uh, keep pushing, and then that engagement just dying off. Um, yeah, thank you guys. Yeah, first of all, great. What should I uh, call you? Because your username is Hi I Exist. Do I say Hi I Exist? Do I refer to you as that? No, it's Alex as Alex well. Alex as well. Yes. Perfect. Two Alex. Yes. Uh, Alex, very nice to meet you. Yeah, thank you for uh, your kind words. I um that that I, I ran, I think it was like a did I it was like a video interview with CPG they ran. It was a, it was a great interview with Mikey, so I'm glad you were able to watch that. Um so I think if I understood the question correctly, it was, you know, in your past you maybe put out some content that did really really well and since then you've had some drop off you know, how do people deal with that? Did, did I understand the question correctly? Yeah, exactly. And, and, and like, what's your recommendation on, you know, like how to, to, you know, like kind of try to get those people to engage again? I don't know. I don't, I, yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I, it's something I deal with all the time. You know, it's, it's something I might deal with tomorrow. I put out a thread that's performing really well today. And, you know, my tweet tomorrow I put out, could be a total flop and, and get no engagement. And so it, it's kind of like, I, I think what, I think it was uh, with Tamara, we were I was saying something similar, which was um, you just, you gotta, you gotta look at it objectively. You gotta look at it with a growth mindset, which is you can't let it get you down. You, you gotta stay balanced. And you just gotta say, okay, what can I learn from this? Why did this one piece of content do so well? What can I learn from it? Why did my audience like it so much? And how can I start incorporating that into the rest of my content and keep it as objective as possible? One other thing is when I first started getting like good engagement on Twitter, like the dopamine rush from putting out something that performed really well 
was insane. Like I felt like I was like king of the world. Like that first thread I put out in June that got 9,000 likes and sent me from 5,000 followers to 15,000 overnight. Like I was on the biggest dopamine high of all time for like a week after. And then the crash from that was like outrageous. Like I was, I, I wouldn't say depressed, but I, I, you know, it was, it was definitely a crash from that dopamine high. And so my recommendation on that side is you can't, and this really is a recommendation for everything in life. You can't let anything get you too high and you can't let anything get you too low. Nothing is ever as good as it seems. and Nothing is ever as bad as it seems. So when you do something that works really well, you need to avoid as tempting as it'll be to like get really happy from it and get the dopamine flowing because you're going to crash and it's not going to feel good. What you need to do is look at it objectively look at it like Michael Jordan does, which is like, you know, just, or Kobe really like with, with venom eyes, right? Like you're just looking at objectively, okay, what can I learn from this? What went well? How can I take this and be better? And don't let the emotions get to you. Uh, Cause especially on social media, it's an emotional game that can really take a big toll. So uh, that's my thoughts, Al fellow Alex. Um, what, what do you think about that? No, for sure, for sure. Actually, um super wise words yeah because because as you said like sometimes we get these dopamine uh you know like uh rush for a second and and we don't think like we don't think objectively we just want more of it right and so i i guess it's kind of um just getting off that uh you know like wanting that effect um so definitely definitely i, I really appreciated uh your response thank you so much and very very nice to meet you very nice meeting you too alex we love that exchange. Very educational on both sides. Um, I was really curious to see how Alex was going to take that, and you don't know, know which Alex I'm talking about, so take that as you will. Uh, we have Binary. What's going on? Hey, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, it was great always spending some time in the LF Growth space. Um, definitely kind of joined up when um, you know you guys originally launched that, you and uh, Champs. So, yeah, really been appreciating the uh, you know hot alpha tips. Uh, it's literally the best space of the week. Um, I join a lot of spaces, especially in the morning and, you know, for a content creator or, you know, um, ambitious content creator, let's say it's perfect to try and grow that audience. Um, so I love that. I wanted to kind of hit on two topics, one that's kind of been, you know, said already before and what we were just talking about here uh, with Hi, I Exist, um, you know, analytics and that dopamine hit. I think it's really important, like you were saying, NFT God, uh, to keep that in check because it gives you that rush and in an attention economy like we're all suffering from um unfortunately with TikTok and instagram uh the highs are so high and the lows are so low oh you didn't get that same reaction after putting out a banger tweet and you start to kind of question your methodology um i think it's really important to just stay based and focused on your content and kind of pushing that out as, as, as best as possible. It's lovely that, you know, Elon added analytics to Twitter to kind of see your engagement and impressions and profile clicks. Um, but honestly, I try not to click that too often because of that dopamine hit. I'll see, you know, I'll be watching my thread that I posted four days ago, uh, see it go up and up. And, you know, I think that's just incredible, but it kind of causes me to lose a little bit of focus and um, you know, lose the direction in which I truly want to go 
So I feel like we should try to avoid clicking on that impressions too much. Of course, it, it is always good to do review uh, to see which tweets are performing, but maybe, you know, once or twice a week, uh, do a 30 minute review of, of your tweets and see what got the most impressions. Um, my second point, I know we heard this in LF Grow, but it hasn't been talked about today. Uh, time blocks, time blocks are incredible. Um, you know, from people that suffer from deep focus, uh, honestly, myself too, I went through university and, you know, <laughs> uh, I don't want to admit this, but, you know, I dabbled in a little bit of Adderall because, you know, I was having trouble focusing. Um, perhaps it's undiagnosed ADD. I don't really know. Um, but at the end of the day, I really need to find something that grabs my attention. Um, time blocks really structure that out brilliantly. If you can kind of write down your schedule for an hour a day, um, you know, regarding being a reply guy or an hour a day working on a thread that you're going to drop at the beginning of a week. I think that's extremely powerful. You just dedicate yourself from, let's say, 10 to 11 a.m. and then call it quits after. And you feel like you've really accomplished that little task. And like we were going back to setting small goals and having them achievable so you can actually feel like you're getting somewhere. Um, it's like picking up a huge Lord of the Rings book and it's a thousand pages long. And you go, I want to finish this by, you know, the end of the month. I mean, that's a pretty lofty goal to finish a thousand pages in 30 days. If you're not a speed reader or if you're not a super dedicated reader, how about an hour a day or maybe a chapter every four days or something? It just feels like that's achievable. And when you do make those achievements, uh, it feels unreal. So yeah, time blocks. I, I advocate them all. I definitely do them to myself. I'm trying to build uh, actually a you know, Web3 platform at the moment in the NFT Fi space uh, and build an audience on Twitter. So that's extremely important that I chop up my time properly. Um, yeah, love that you threw that little anecdote in. Uh, just wanted to reiterate time blocks, honestly. Um, so yeah, appreciate that. Binary, you always come with the alpha. I really appreciate you as a member. And one of the things that you said, um, I think it kind of goes back to self-awareness on analytics mm -hmm. because you really have to know yourself. Um, someone like, like if you're very analytical, I look at analytics and I honestly, like if it does well or does poorly, like I really don't necessarily get emotional about it. I'm really looking at the numbers and like they find the commonalities. Like I try not to get too emotional about that stuff, but it all, it's a self-awareness game. Like if you, if you find you are staring at those things, like you should definitely set up some systems that, um, keep you from feeling emotional. Uh, I've, I've kind of, I've, I've been having horrible engagement for seven years. So anything other than that is abnormal. So I'm, I'm kind of desensitized to it at this point. And Flourish, I wanted just to say that um, you have your hand up over there with a the co-host position. By all means, you cut me off anytime. Like you have full reign to do whatever you like. Like if I'm talking, just, just speak, boy. No, no, you, you're good. I just, I literally wanted to speak so many times and I was just like, bro, this combo is so good. I wanted to keep everything flowing. Uh, but, but sort of back to like a lot of the points, uh, I think it's sort of gone all over, but there's been this main uh, topic that I wanted to bring up is that just like how things become your new base level. And that's sort of what I touched on when I talked before. Uh, but it, it's very easy to not be, I think, I don't know whose tweet I said this on, but I said, um, I'm starting to internalize the fact that you can be grateful for where you're at now while being excited for where you're going. And that's like the healthiest mindset that you could possibly have, I think, in, in any type of uh, growth. Because when you like, I honestly just think like when you hit that base level, of like however many likes, like again, for me, it's like 60 likes, I think, like it's very easy to 
to just brush past that and think it's, it's not a lot when actually it means, like I said before, it means a lot to a lot of other people. So um, again, just back to that point, wherever you're at now, you might not be where you want to be at, like in the future, but there is still, there is still something there, right? There is still some gratitude that you can have while being pumped because you know, you know, if you keep at this for like the next year, you will eventually achieve what you want to achieve. No, I love that point. And it's kind of something that we talked about uh, yesterday, I think it was, is like, let's put these systems in place. Like we have NFT God as our North Star proof of concept, given us the roadmap. Let's put this system in place for a full year. And let's not make any judge judgments on ourselves until that first year is gone by. Because the discipline and consistency really are a huge factor in all of this. So I, I definitely value that those points in all of our conversations. And I'm trying to get to the, the hands of people who haven't spoken yet, but I do see you guys as well. Don't worry. Uh, we'll go classic and then Lone Wolf. Hey, what's going on? Let's fucking grow. Thank you guys for having me up. Uh, Chris, uh, this is the first time we connect, but it's nice to meet you. NFT God, been part of the newsletter since it first came out. Uh, been a part of the 1% Club, obviously, just because major alpha um i love that gift that you gave me so i actually did throw it to a couple of people in my uh, car community and so yeah now we got a couple more people who got like that free one month of the one percent better club hopefully they'll become subscribers but you never know so uh yeah i'll make this short thank you guys for having me up uh, i'm glad to be here uh, i basically am taking what nft god has been saying in his threads of you know just keep on at it make good threads make good content and that's what I'm doing. So basically just weekly threads on what I love, cars, investing, blockchain technology. And uh, hopefully I can see a couple of your guys' threads. I have been using the hashtag LF uh, grow. So maybe I'll go take a look at some of you guys' threads. But yeah, hope everyone's having a great day. Classic. Uh, appreciate you, man. Always great speaking to you. Uh, appreciate that, that you're enjoying the, the 1% Club. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, for your support. I, I really hope I'm able to, to, to give you value and help you out. Always great to hear from you, man. Um, yeah, I mean, it's I, I've, the strategy I've been using, and it's a playbook I'm giving, and it's the playbook I think everyone should use is just share what you learn. Like, that's all I've been doing the last year is when I was going from zero to a thousand followers, I was sharing what worked going to a thousand followers. And from one to 10,000, I was sharing what was working till 10,000. Now I'm at 83,000, I'm sharing what's working there. And it worked that that model and playbook works with literally anything. I think you mentioned classic year into cars and a few other subjects like just share what you learn. And then an audience will naturally form around you who cares about those things. And so I think it's the most powerful strategy in social media. I think it's the most powerful strategy just in content creation as a whole, as you learn things, create content around it and share it. And uh, I think you can just take that playbook, use it in any platform, and then start to form an audience. Yeah. The, the, so, I mean, that's, I mean, that, we might as well just end the space because that's it. That's literally, that's the answer, like literally right there. So, um, I want to get to these other hands here. So, we've got Lone Wolf, then we'll go NZ Web 3, and then maybe we'll do a bit, a bit of a, Brief recap here, and then we'll we'll end it in twelve minutes. Hey, hey. Um, I just want to say that since being in this space, I think the other space as well. I think um, NFT God shouted me out. He just said, you know, thanks for being here. Said my name, but I've gained like twenty five 
new followers. Like, I didn't speak much. I mean, in the other spaces, I, I didn't even speak. Um, and I got like 15 followers. And just now, I've got another 10. So, I mean, it just goes to show like how powerful spaces wow. can I, be. I might start selling you know? shout outs, Lone Wolf. If anyone wants uh, a quick 25 <laughs> followers, Venmo me $25. I'll say your name. Just kidding, by the yeah, way. That's a, um, I don't know. If, I don't think that's funny. Um, <laughs> that's funny. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'll happily pay you fifty dollars if, if if you're going to give me another fifty followers. But I think, like a lot of us in the space, I know. Obviously, it's very. Everybody knows what the blueprint is. You know, write threads, get into spaces, do spaces, whatever. But I think what it requires is hard work and consistency and. If you don't have the courage to to actually do that day in day out you're not going to get to where you want to be and i think i also agree with chris like don't be too hard on yourself at the same time like follow the blueprint for a year um and obviously in the meantime whilst you're putting out content whilst you're creating you know get feedback try to improve etc but um the question that i have is like like with spaces, like how it's crazy. Like I didn't even speak much, but how would somebody like myself, for example, who doesn't really engage much on spaces, how would I start and what would be the best way to start really? I mean, this is a question to NFT God and whoever else wants to answer. I'll, I'll give it to Chris in a second because he's uh, the one hosting this space and it's a space with 46 people in it now. So it's doing pretty well is the question when you say how to engage with spaces, like how to go on stage and speak with people or like, how to start your own space and build an audience. Yeah, well, building an audience, obviously it requires a lot of courage and whatnot to actually get on there and start. But, um, you know, how would you maintain it to build an audience, I guess is my question. I, I, uh, I'm going to give this to Chris and Flourish because I didn't start running my own spaces until uh, I, I built like a really str strong audience. Um, Chris and Flourish, you're you're building your audiences now. You're hosting a space. Uh, what, what's been working for you guys? So I'm going to be a little overbearing here and, and cut Flourish off, but I'm going to be quick and let him talk and let him have the longer part of it. But this is a super good question. Then, and actually, I asked the same question to NFT God and Thread Guy like a month or two ago on a spaces, and I implemented some of what they said. But what I can tell you is, number one you probably are going to need to find a co-host to like, honestly, best case scenario, you have like three to four people that you can host with, like having people you can host with is key because starting up a space and be sitting there by yourself, isn't any fun and it's not doing you really any good. So try to find some co-hosts, but be patient with it. Like once you decide you want to start spaces, you want to find some co-hosts, like you're going to have to be patient. It might take two or three months. Like that's just the reality of it. Uh, and you probably go through multiple different people. So, I would definitely recommend try to find some co-hosts. Try to niche a little bit, okay? I was holding a space talking about the NFT market because I, I love the Nifty Morning Show. PO is an inspiration to me. And I basically just wanted to do that. But the reality of that, there's, there's a million of them. Just like It's a market, supply and demand. Like the, the supply of those kind of shows is quite high and demand isn't fully there yet. So I, I would just be cautious about that. I mean, there's always going to be exceptions. So you can make it work, yes. But I would, I would say since I started doing something more passionate about, which is like personal development and Web3, I've had a lot more success because like when I finish a space like this, I feel really good. I feel energized. 
But if I finish a show where I'm just talking about NFTs for an hour, I feel tired and I'm drained. So A, I would find really good co-hosts, people that you enjoy speaking with so that when you're inevitably talking to nobody, at least you have some buddies they enjoy talking to. So find co-hosts, find some kind of niche topic that you can kind of build a tribe around. Like uh, Smokey was super smart to start doing the youths because now he's got this whole community backing him and even the team. And there's a land grab right now for people to add value to projects for free and then gain all kinds of support. So those are kind of the, the main points I would bring up. Uh, Flourish, where you got baby. I appreciate that, bro. I really appreciate that. Um, definitely, I'm not, I'm not going to be talking about things that I'm not interested in. It's going to be around the realm of you know self-improvement. I'm also a life coach as well. So, you know, I've got a lot of ideas in my mind, but I guess it's just about, you know, starting it the right way. Um, and I definitely agree. Having a co-host would be, would be the best start. Thanks for the advice, bro. I wanted to hop in here too, that like to build an audience in a space, like a lot of people don't even understand, like, I don't even feel qualified to answer this question because like, we just started this, like probably like Chris, I don't know, I don't know when it was, but a few weeks ago. And like, this is a, a full like push on the fact that like if you do things with the group you will go far like i cannot stress that enough you are not in here i don't think anybody has this like this mindset that like anybody is competing against anybody but like i'm telling you the people that you look up to dm them hit them up ask them about stuff like i've been added to a lot of group chats lately with really cool people so when you do things with a group it's kind of like just completely overpowered um also to just find like a gap in the market, like in the case of like NFT God spaces, right? Um, it never really, I don't know if it never hit me to not do value spaces, but like ever since NFT God started running his LF grows, uh, him and champ, like I noticed like a lot of people like this stuff. And I was like, wow, this is like crazy. People love value. Like it's not surprising, but like once you actually internalize that, it's like, wow, like people, there is room for more spaces out there like this. Uh, so we just sort of said, Hey, why don't we make a content creation space? And you can learn from people who are a bit smaller or something like that. And then the the last thing I have to grow a space and then I'll shut up is, um, and this is sort of like a funny point, is like run it for a long time because uh, me and Chris just ran one, I think it was yesterday. I don't think I'm tripping there, but um, we, we ran it and we actually started out. And usually we actually do get a few people in at the start. It's usually like five, like four, three, however many people, right? And we do get a handful but we ran it uh, the other day and it, w it got to a point where it was just me and Chris. And like in the back of my mind, I was like, I love the conversation we're having, but I'm like, dude, it's just us. And then that is actually the space that ended up overall leading to 50 people in it, which may not sound like a lot, but I mean, that, that is a lot of people, like 50 people. And we had like awesome conversations and it, it was just a really good space. So the one key point I can say to running a space too is run it for a while. I think we ran it one for like an hour and 15, hour and a half. Actually, it might have went longer than that. It was a very long space. But uh, that's sort of my advice on, on space growing. We're still still learning. Another hack is to get NFT God in your space if you want to try that out because he's up here co-hosting. So <laughs> thank you for that. But yeah, that's my points on spaces. I yeah, the, the last bit's the main alpha. Get NFT God and, and you're set. And really quick, speak on spaces like you're doing now. That is probably the number one thing. What'd you say, sorry? Get on spaces and just start speaking. Because maybe you don't need to host, oh, yeah. start hosting immediately, but just kind of get your chops in. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, like I said, I, I didn't even speak in the other one. And, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of potential spaces, I think. And 
once we just start, once you start getting the hang of speaking, I mean, I think with with a lot of people, it's it's not easy to get up and start speaking to people. Like, it's not easy, you know, nobody, especially like in real life, you're not going to be speaking at an audience every single day. So it's something, I guess, that takes time to to sort of get used to um, and practice does doesn't equal perfect perfection but it means you're going to make progress um and i think that's what i need to do so guys thank you so much for the advice and i'm so so happy to have you guys as part of the one percent club um again nft god thank you so much for for creating that community um i look forward to the future thank, thank you, you lone wolf great speaking man great speaking to you in the in the discord uh i appreciate your support as always and, and great questions too i mean this is a way to do it getting on stage, speaking your mind. I mean, you probably got followers just from speaking there, uh, people with like-minded, you know, opinions as you, and you're building your network the right way. This is the way to do it, you know? So I appreciate you, man. Thank you for your support. What's going on? We got, we got Meta Matt Trades, full-time content creator. Winner of the LF education. Grow contest. Uh, I think, what was it, two or three weeks ago, Meta? He makes really awesome uh recap videos of like what's going on in the space i've said it a hundred times like that's the opportunity in the content space right now is videos like meta makes videos like sphinx makes who's in the audience um the the, the video content side of this and web3 specifically is not won by anyone yet and is totally up for grabs so meta great speaking to you man how's it going good good i appreciate it. i appreciate the love honestly like you know as soon as i saw your spaces i latched on i was like i need to start making content about this uh, because quite frankly what you're doing you know bringing legitimate value to the space besides just entertainment factor is huge um but <clears throat> sorry i just want to talk about uh kind of off of lone wolf's point you know growing audiences i think a huge factor for that is uh latching on to a particular audience whether it be you know, one particular NFT community or, you know, building your own, like, you know, like LF Grow, uh, you know, what NFT God did, but like having that base, you know, 20, 30, 40, you know, for NFT God, you know, a couple hundred people, you can rely on every time to, uh, you know, retweet, comment, you know, join. That's super important. So just be loyal to those who, uh, you know, followed you early. Yeah, that's, that's what I do too. Um, you know, the people who are loyal that were following early, that were replying early, I try to reply to them as much as I can. Like, I talk about it a lot, like forming a pod. Uh, it's it, it really is critical to growth. Like, find five to six people who, you know, might be similar size to you, who might have the same kind of branding, who talks about the same type of things, and just reply to everything they do. Retweet them, like, and they'll naturally start doing the same thing to you. And, like, now you have a pod that you're going to grow with, right? They're the same size. You're talking about the same things and you're all helping each other grow. And so the people who are loyal to you, the people who are constantly replying to your content, return the favor. And like, that's how you form a pod and pods are so critical for growth. Uh, so if you're trying to build a platform, definitely do that. Show up to people who are loyal um, and, and just engage with, with similar brands to you. Now, NFT God, for time, are, are we good to get to these last two hands? Yeah, let's do it. I'm happy to talk to them. Okay, beautiful. And real quick, just a, just brought a pause. So what's your thoughts on not so much though, but like engagement pause where it's literally just people uh, posting their content to get engagement? Like, what's your thoughts on that? Are you talking like pods where people just post it and they just like and like they just mindlessly like and reply? Or are you talking? Yeah. 
No, like mindless. Like if, if you don't reply to it, you actually get removed from the group. Like it's like that, engagement. That's time. a thing. Oh, that's a big thing. 90% of these people in NFTs that you see with a lot of likes are in these pods. It's really big. Well, that just like, you're going to get short temporary dopamine hits from that because you'll get a bunch of likes, but like that's not actually growing your audience, right? Because you're, you're not sharing value with each other. I always say like replying is one of the most powerful strategies when you're trying to build an audience, but I always uh, put an asterisk next to it and say, like, you have to reply with value. Like you have to actually share value and help people. And like, that's how you build your brand and get people to follow along and like want to hear your message. If people are just engagement farming each other, like that gets you temporary boosts, but like you're not improving anything. You're not sharing value. So you're not getting legitimate. You're not getting a legitimately valuable audience. Like I've never, and there's nothing wrong with this. Like I don't, I don't think there's anything It's part of the culture, but like a lot of people use GMs as engagement farming, right? Like I, I just, I've never done that. I'm not saying it's wrong, but point being is like, if you're tweeting like who's active right now or, you know, engage with this and I can change your life. Like you might get like a big hit in your algorithm temporarily and, and get a bunch of likes and retweets and that will make your brain feel really good and you'll smile. But like, that's not actually going to like, get you a valuable audience what you'll find is once you go back to not engagement farming and you're putting out regular tweets no one's going to be engaging with it because you didn't really improve anything you didn't build a quality audience and so i think a big reason why you know a lot of my tweets do pretty well is like i just the people who i've attracted that follow me i've only earned their trust and earned their follow because my content connected with them i never cheated the system by tweeting out who's active right now to get a bunch of, you know, cheap vanity metrics. Um, so that's all I'd say is like, it also hurts your brand. Like I think tweeting out who's active right now hurts your brand and makes people think of you differently. Um, and that's, that might even be more dangerous than everything I just described to you, honestly. All right. Like if I built my audience on who's active right now, I don't think people are signing up for my newsletter or like even signing up for like the, paid tier because they're like, what am I going to get from this guy? I'm going to get engagement farming in the newsletter, right? I built my brand on like trying to share value. And so if you're, you're trying to ever like start a revenue stream or build a community, do it based on trust, not based on vanity metrics. So I know I rambled on a lot there, but I think it's a key part to my, my focus for the last year. So I, I hope that's helpful. Uh, super helpful. Uh, broke a lot of hearts in the audience. But I think it's definitely um, wise advice. So we'll get to these hands up, Patrick, and then we'll go NZ Web three. Yeah. So I just wanted to say something NFT guy real quick. Um, I just want to say something I feel like you do so well, which I'm I've learned more is that a brand is better than a business, right? So you kind of pushed your brand into a business doing that paid one um, percent better club, which I think is great, and that's the way it should be done. You shouldn't have the intent to build a business. Cause again, I feel like a business is more so just like, you don't care about the customer. You're just selling something. Whereas a brand is like, it is like a cult, like falling both ways. You love the people that interact with you and the people interact with you. They love you back. And I think it's such a great thing that you do so well. And, um, uh, I'm working with flourish to start something. So we're trying to build that more of a brand and provide free value for so long 
and then end up finding ways down the line to, I don't know, build, build it into a business, build it into a brand, monetize it, whatever we decide to do. Um, but I just, I just want to say that I really, I really respect you. I think you, you did that such, such a uh, great way of just transitioning into, you know, paid monetization. Um, I don't know. I just wanted to say that that was such a great thing. And I also want to touch on the space thing real quick. I don't want to take up too much time because I know there's someone else with their hand up. Um, but I just wanted to say for spaces, I've talked about this with Flourish. Um, I just say get started. Just do it. Like, obviously, it might take a while to find hosts or talk, even even if you want to just get more used to talking up there. Like, there's nowhere to go but up. If you talk on spaces, if you host this space and you're just talking with a few people, maybe, maybe one person joins, maybe they become a daily a daily person that joins, then more people start joining. There's really no downfall to starting some space or just tweeting or just starting stuff, especially like not paid stuff, not stuff you're putting money into because there's really no downfall to that. And I think um, that's why creating like, I think just like a, a business by yourself, like NFT God has done promoting, you know, his, just his tweets. Like that's not costing him anything. He's pushing that out. People start liking it. He builds it into a business. And I think that's such a great, um, a great way of doing it. Uh, first of all, Patrick, thank you so much. Uh, for those kind words, um, you know, thank you for being observant on, on what I've been doing. And it, it means a lot, honestly, uh, especially, you know, as someone who's taking risks and doing a lot of different things, it, it, it's great to hear feedback like that. Uh, I, I have a quote for every situation. I've, I, this is my favorite quote. So if you've heard me speak before, um, you've probably heard me say it. It's from Atomic Habits. Um, the road less traveled is the road of delayed gratification. If you're willing to wait for the rewards, you'll face less competition and often get a bigger payoff. As the saying goes, the last mile is always the least crowded. And like that's the mindset you need to have really when you're doing anything in life. But especially if you're building an audience on Twitter, you need to take the road of delayed gratification. Like if you're tweeting things out like who's active right now or engage with this and I'll change your life or joining groups where people are engagement farming each other or whatever it is like that's not the road of delayed gratification that's the road of like short-term dopamine hits and that never works and you're never going to win right if you can take the road of delayed gratification put out a thread a day for six months and get zero engagement and like learn all the lessons along the way and push off gratification as long as you can or build your brand and don't sell a goddamn thing and just give value away for free for as long as you can until the timing is perfectly right. Like that's how you're going to build a brand the best possible way. So avoid the temptation of the engagement farms or, you know, taking when you can just give uh, and, and go the road of delayed gratification. Really, again, with everything in life, seriously, like this, I think the mindset works for everything in life, but especially social media. Um, I think you'll you'll build a lot healthier of a platform and, and just build a lot more you know successful of a business for yourself. I wanted to uh, hop in here real quick too to the point Patrick that you said, and then I'll get to this to this hand here. But um, just to give people so much value that they feel like they already owe you money, right? Like people have probably been waiting for NFT gods paid tier. I mean, I didn't even think about it until it was like released. But there are definitely people out there who are just like, dude, how can I pay you somehow? Because you're giving me so much value. So like when he drops something for $5 a month, I mean, that's wild for me, right? I'm immediately going to go into that because not only do I think it's like, 
you know, the value is exceeding what I'm paying for. It's just like, he's already given me, you know, like if, if even one tweet hit for you, you almost feel this rule of like this, the basic human brains, like psychology of like, I owe this guy something, right. I owe him back in some way. So $5 a month is, is obviously, I mean, this whole space is pretty much sponsored by the 1% club. So if you're not in hop in there. Uh, but a, another point I wanted to say real quick is just like the, the longer you pull back that punch, right. The harder it hits. I think I said that in one of my tweets and like, I think that's another thing that like NFT God did really well. Right. Is like Substack literally had to reach out to him and be like, dude, you, you have to like go paid. Right. Like that's how long he waited to like make this punch. So if you can really just keep pulling that back, like it's not even the money that makes you feel safe almost it, it's the the safety of knowing that you're growing right he always had that so even though he wasn't making money from it i think it, it was very uh like reassuring to know that like if he wanted to right now he could take that paid um and then the one last quote i wanted to say which uh sort of reminded me of the atomic habits quote the nft god just said is alex Hermosi says all the time like i like to play games where if you wait you win right and it's like the time's going to pass anyway. You may as well do something with it, especially in this bear market, like people may be leaving. But I figure, you know, if we're going to be here for a year, however long it's going to be, I may as well be building something. Time's passing anyway. May as well do that. So I'm going to get to NZE Web 3. Uh, sorry, that took so long, but there you go. Hello. No, Hello. No, no, no need to apologize, bro. I'm great conversation. Uh, does Sachin want to say something? Sorry. Uh, sorry for interruption. Oh. Uh, I have one question about uh, how can one start uh, investment on NFT and what things you need to keep in mind while buying NFT. So can you answer me? You sh share amazing and insightful tips about uh, uh, growing on Twitter. But can you give me uh, tips about how can one start uh, investment on NFT, please? I think I, I think the this isn't necessarily the appropriate um, space for that. But I definitely appreciate you coming up asking that question. And we are a little pressed for time here. So um, really, thank you for coming up and speaking and listening. We appreciate that. But this isn't exactly the best okay. place for this okay. question. But um, I think we will go to NZWeb3 and then we'll, uh, he'll be the one who wraps us up. But thank you for, for coming up. I just want to um, touch base with what Tamara was saying. And then I wanted to relate it to what Flores said. Yeah, go ahead. Wolf, Wolf. As Tamara said, she's learning English. Um, that really blowed my mind because English is not my first language and I'm not from here. I've only been speaking English for last, I would say, five to six years. So I've learned English in the last five to six years. And <clears throat> the biggest thing I wanted to um, put out there for the listeners and everyone out here in the room, like there's 42 of us, um, don't let this English... Um, stop you doing what you wanted to do in your life. Don't let this um, stop you. Explore the potential you have inside you. And I, I put myself as a really good example. I was, I'm, I'm not a tech guy. Um, NFTs and crypto, I never understood it. But it's all about when you start digging deep into it. When you have the passion to learn about it, and you really want to do something, you started to learn things. And surrounding yourself with people like Chris, NFT God, Flourish, and all these speakers out here. And the other thing, um, what I wanted to relate um, to it is um, what Flores said, that they just got started on the spaces. And there was a time where they only had two of them, uh, co-host and a host. And it's all about getting started. Like, it's going to suck in the beginning. Same thing with the threads. Your threads suck in the beginning. It's all what value you're providing. And you slowly attract the audience, the community towards you. And then 
Lone Wolf, you're playing the game in a good way, like speaking in the spaces, listening to the spaces. You might end up um, co-hosting one soon with somebody. You might end up one starting your own. So keep playing the way you are doing at the moment, bro. So that's what I wanted to put out there. Because um, we started Twitter Spaces four months ago and we had like five, ten people started joining us in the beginning. And then we built a really good community now and we, we're coming back again. So we were consistent. We were on time. We found the niche and we, we found the gap we were missing with our local and regional communities because there wasn't any Twitter space happening at that time. So that was an opportunity for us, which we grabbed it. And we there we are today. Thank you very much. I wanted to say quickly, too, to that point, and then we can sort of wrap this up, uh, is that like when when you said just start and that's sort of been a, a topic of the conversation about the space, is that like you like if you're not bad at the start, you win. Like, that's awesome. Right. But like, you also do have to be okay with sucking at the start. And like, I, I heard this one story again, I reference like Alex Hermosi all the time, but dude is an absolute G. Um, but he had this one story about this, just like a girl who pretty much just said like, Oh, I'm bad at sales to him. Right. Like I can never do a sales job. I'm bad at sales. And he was like, well, how much sales experience do you have? And she was like, none. And he was like, well, that's pretty reasonable for you to be bad at sales when you have no sales experience. So people judge themselves before they've done anything in the first place. So if you're going to like sit here and be like, oh, I'm bad at spaces. It's like, how many of you talked on? None. So like you have to be okay with sucking at the start. And another thing he says that I love is that if you keep doing something over and over again, eventually you will suck so little that you are actually good. And that is a very important note, right? Like you eventually will look back and be like, damn, I've actually made progress. So I think that's very important. I'll pass it over to Chris if we want to close this out because I'm talking it up, but there you go. Yeah, I feel like we haven't heard NFT's God's voice for a while, so maybe we'll let him close us out if he's any final words. Final words. Uh, I don't have any good ones. I'll just say this was a blast. Um, do yourself a favor and make true friends on here. It, it makes everything a lot easier. Like I can call Chris and Flourish true friends. Patrick, Binary, a lot of the people who I talk with on a, you know, a regular basis, Classic, Shiv, uh, NZ Web 3 now, like, thank you all in, in make friends. It makes everything a lot easier to do because um, you're interacting with real people every day. And it can feel really lonely when, you know, you're on social media and scrolling notifications all day. And like, it's just like a dopamine factory and finding balance and finding people to interact with and be friends with on here truly is uh some that can help you be a lot more mentally balanced in this really odd game that is Web3 social media. So uh, that's all I got. Well, appreciate that. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. I see a lot of people requesting. Really, thank you. But we've been trying to kind of end this for 15 minutes. So put on notifications to NFT God for spaces if you enjoy this so you don't miss out. And if you if you love spaces and you really, really want to go go crazy, you can turn for Flourish and I as well. We'd appreciate that. But definitely NFT God for sure. Thank you so much. We're out and have a super good night.